Welcome to the Casting for Fun podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Albert Pineda, and this is uh, episode two of the podcast. For my guest, I'll be speaking to my younger sister, Monica Pineda. Monica, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Thank you for coming on. I'm actually really excited to hear about your uh, European experiences and your various adventures going there. Yes, for sure. Um, okay, so uh, before we get started, I, I kind of going to make this like customary for the podcast whenever I have guests. Is there anything you wanted to plug in, discuss, talk about, promote, uh, anything at all that you wanted to discuss before we actually jump into the topic at hand? Uh, yeah, sure. So the reason why I make frequent trips is because I have a boyfriend who actually lives overseas. Um, so he's my reason why I make a lot of trips. And if for those who are wanting to take a trip to Europe, my suggestion is definitely, uh, this is not a paid promotion, but definitely check up Hopper or Google Flights. And instead of selecting your flight to leave from whatever city you're from, select it from LA. Because if you're leaving from LA, then your ticket is most likely to be like 10 times cheaper. Awesome. Thanks for the tips, Monica. Actually, that was going to be one of the questions too, like suggestions or tips that you may have for people who are looking to to travel abroad to to Europe. So uh, what's actually kind of interesting, I think, about uh, your scenario is that, so you and I are siblings. I'm yeah. the, the middle child of five. You're the youngest of five. But yeah. of all five of us, you actually have the most experience with world travel, which is kind of interesting and kind of cool to think about. Even <laughs> though the rest of us have all gone to really cool locations, uh, all, all of us have visited El Salvador, the, the motherland, except for me. <laughs> oh, then, what, you've I'm never visited? See, no, I haven't. I haven't. No, I don't even remember El Salvador. I was only three when I went. Yeah, you're really young, but mom, mom has the pictures to prove that you were there. But yeah. Uh, uh, I have gone to other really cool U.S. cities, obviously, and I got to uh, uh, live in Brazil as a missionary for the church. But I'm really interested to hear about your European experiences. So um, I guess uh, first dive in a little bit with your relationship with Runar, how you met him. So basically, our, uh, the listeners can get a feel of why you go to Europe. To, to okay. So um, very similar to you and Allison, we were actually in what well, we're still currently in a very long distance relationship. The only difference is, is that when we met, we actually met on Discord and uh, we were in a mutual server with a mutual friend and we were all in a voice chat with each other and he had posted a selfie of himself and I thought, oh, he's really cute. He's probably a catfish because most guys on the internet are not that cute. <laughs> <laughs> but it turns out he thought I was a catfish too, and it worked out really well. Um, he made the initiative to fly out to the United States first in our relationship, and that's what got me thinking, you know what, I want to visit this guy, so let's take the initiative to actually go visit him and such. And uh, We've been together this year. will be four years. Awesome. Very cool. Congratulations to you guys. Thank you. Okay, so where is Runar from again? He is originally from Norway. Awesome, awesome. Okay, so uh, so Norway is obviously one of the many places that you visited, but can you also clue us in, let us know other uh, uh, cities, countries you've gotten to visit while you were there? Well, I had many layovers in Finland, but I've never actually got to see outside of the airport, but I will tell you right now that the Helsinki airport is very huge and it looks like a mall pretty much <laughs> um but there has been another country that i've been to i've been to england um i actually stayed in london for a good 24 hours uh in one of my many trips to norway 
uh, it was actually a, a late Christmas gift from Runar because apparently if you're in another, if you're in one European country, it's actually cheaper to fly to other European countries from oh, that awesome. European country. So okay. when Runar got the tickets for um, England, he actually only paid 20 bucks for those plane tickets. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah. And uh, so, so you're again, you're in England for just 24 hours. Uh, what did you get to do in that short time that you were there? Well, I wanted to, <laughs> it's funny. And this was actually in like the script that I read out, written out too, for like uh, my experience in Europe altogether. So let me scroll down to that. Um, so the one time that I went to England, so like uh, it was a late Christmas gift and such. Uh, we went there for 24 hours as I, uh, me stupid thinking that we only need 24 hours there really. Um, we get to the airport, we get to the hotel. I want to go shopping, but we don't know our way around London very well. <laughs> so we took a bus and to like to the furthest, like to like the innermost part of the city, which ended up looking like the ghetto to me. Like it, it looked nothing like how it did in any of the movies that we have seen. And uh, I was getting really frustrated with myself about it too. And we were spending a lot of money on bus tickets and train tickets. So um, luckily I had a friend who lived in London. So I called her up and I was like, hey, how do I get to the shopping area? Um, luckily enough, when we got on the train, we actually ended up in right in front of St. Paul's Cathedral, like in Mary Poppins, for example. Oh, okay, um, cool. When, when she's singing Feed the Bird, she's talking about St. Paul's Cathedral. It's that cathedral that she's talking about that I've been oh, to. Oh, awesome, awesome. I didn't get to go inside because it was closed, but we did meet up with my friend who lived out there. And, uh, you know, <laughs> when you're going to Europe, you need you should really try like all the cuisines and such like that. When I was in London, I did not try fish and chips. Ask me what I had instead. Okay, sure. What did you have, Monica? I had McDonald's of all things. Oh, okay. <laughs> that doesn't yeah. surprise me, to be honest. <laughs> no, I mean, it was cheap. We were tired and we're just like, we just want food at this point. So my friend paid for uh, our food and then she helped us get back, helped us get back to our hotel in London too and told us how to actually take the train. Granted, it was a lot of money. Mm -hmm. I, like it was money that I could have spent on shopping, but you know, I would rather have that experience than another souvenir that's just collecting dust in my room. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, so a question I have then is, uh, so in, in, when you're in England, it's for the most part, I guess, sort of easy to get around because I mean, you, you talk, everyone speaks English there, but I yeah. guess for other locations like uh, that you've been to where English isn't the primary language, how difficult is it to travel or to get around from like, you know, bus station to bus station, things like that? Uh, well, at the airport, for sure, um, English is a universal language. And from my understanding, what Runar has told me that um, most European countries will require their students to start learning English by first grade. So ever, so if they don't know, I mean, if you don't know where to go, you could just ask someone in English, hey, um, do you know how to get to this spot and such like that? Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Okay. So uh, tell me about Norway. Uh, that, obviously, that's the, the, the heart of your trip, why you're there to, to get to see Runar, connect with him, uh, be yeah. together with him. So yeah, tell me all about Norway. Anything you want to share? Well, I've been there a total of three times. <laughs> um, so 
let me just scroll back up to my notes. Um, the day that I flew out to Norway for the first time, um, I was actually in LA. You and I had lunch that day. Um, yeah, I, I remember was, that. Yeah. Yeah. I was very nervous. Um, mom and our sister were very nervous as well yeah. because, yeah. you know, I'm the baby and they're overprotective and such like that. Um, so, but oh, sorry to as- interrupt you, Monica. So, I mean, if you could travel with a companion, would that be ideal then? Um, it would be ideal for our parents, but for me, because I've done it so many times, no. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I think personally, it's just me. Like, since I already know what I'm doing, like having to worry about another person being like, Hey, we have to go here. Hey, we have to go here. That's just going to add stress to me. So I'd rather just do it alone at that point. Um, Literally, when I first my took step, my first step out in Norway, everything was white. I was not used to it. <laughs> uh, I mean, because you and I both grew up in Southern California, we're not used to the snow or anything like that. So no, it, not at all. <laughs> I, I don't like the cold at all. So it was just, yeah, it was it was definitely interesting. Um, the weather out there when I first went, it was like. It was in mid-March, so it was still snowing, but it was about to become spring. And I wasn't really used to it at first, but like after spending a week there, the cold didn't really get to me. And I thought that 40 degrees Fahrenheit was too hot. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I didn't too feel out of sorts with language because like back then I wasn't learning anything. And I picked up on one phrase, which is Tusintuk which is thank you very much in Norwegian. And uh-huh. that was very helpful when I was trying to be polite to Runar's family when I was meeting them for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, Food-wise, though, uh, basically the only thing cheap you're, ever, you're gonna find is pretty much American food, which is surprising enough. Um, unless you go to a grocery store and makes uh, some sort of Norwegian dish. Um, the one of the so things if you that were I, to go all out for Norwegian food, what would be the Norwegian dish you, you would recommend? I would recommend moose stew. Moose stew. Okay. Is yeah. that anything like it sounds? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's definitely a lot better than the stew that mom makes. Sorry, mom. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also tried Norwegian waffles and Norwegian pancakes. Uh, the difference between those two dishes versus our waffles and pancakes is that they're flatter. Like the pancakes kind of remind me of crepes almost. And they kind of, and they eat them like crepes too, but they call them pancakes over there. And then with Norwegian waffles, they're in the shape of a clover. But if you take off a petal, it's in the shape of a heart. And they don't uh, eat syrup over there. That It's not a common thing over there. They just eat with jam, powdered sugar, um, fruit. That's pretty much it really. Um, I did have mousse for the first time when I was in Norway the first time. And it tasted like pepperoni to me. But then when I actually had mousse stew, it tasted completely different. (laughs) (laughs) And I had no idea what to do with it. So I had told Runar, hey, let's make some homemade mac and cheese with it. It came out so wrong. Like the cheese would not (laughs) melt like how regular American cheese would. (laughs) And it made our stomachs like feel really out of place so I frozen pizza is a thing in Norway so uh Runar went to go get a pizza and he came back with roses to make me feel better about the messed up macaroni and cheese oh (laughs) it was very sweet awesome very cool um Mexican food is also a big thing in Norway um but since you and I are from SoCal um Mexican food would be 
different over there, like how we're used to it. Um, there's a thing called taco pizza in Norway. It's basically pizza, but instead of the regular red sauce, they use meat sauce. Mm, and okay. then they put some hamburger meat in it, like how mom makes us like kind of like how mom makes the hamburger meat with tomatoes and rice and such like that. Yeah. But anyway, so they use hamburger meat in there and then they put paprika and corn on it. It, oh, interesting. Okay. It, yeah, it tasted interesting. Like I, I didn't like it, but oh. <laughs> that's a thing over there. Um, my for the first trip though, my favorite one of my favorite activities was just going out and sightseeing. We went to go see an opera, actually. Oh, um, yeah. Runar knew that I had studied uh, classical music in college, so he thought this would be a nice treat for us, and yeah, it, it was. I mean, it. It was an opera in Italian, and I didn't think that it was going to be his cup of tea, but he actually ended up liking it. Um, Norway is also considered like one of the safest countries in the world, um, but I've only encountered like two crazy people when I was in Norway. Only two. Just two? Okay, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. So like the first one was like after the opera, we went to Pepe's Pizza. Now, to explain what Pepe's is, Pepe's is American pizza, quote unquote. It, it doesn't taste like Barrow's pizza for sure, but it's still pretty good pizza. Uh, so we went there and there was like this drunk guy that was seated next to us and he was super loud to where uh, the waiters had to come and escort him out. But he just kept hitting them and spitting at them and such. Mm-hmm. It was weird. Um, and he was clearly drunk. Uh, And then the next, the same day, actually, uh, we were waiting at the bus stop so that we can go home. And there was this guy in crutches who came up to me. Uh, He tried speaking to me in Norwegian, but I didn't understand a word. And this is one instance where I was glad I didn't know the language. And Runar actually kind of just like told them, okay, she doesn't speak English. So he just kind of had like that, okay, whatever, and walked away. Uh-huh. But I could tell he was having a hard time opening the bus door because in Norway, you, you have like this touch and it opens kind of a thing. Yeah. And he was having a hard time with it and he was hitting the bus. So I wanted to help him. But apparently he was that angry to where he actually kept hitting the bus and started yelling to where Runar had to pull me away. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad you were safe and I'm glad that you didn't have too many uh, experiences with uh, crazy people while you're there. Because that could be kind of scary being in a, a foreign country, having to deal, deal with uh, uh, eccentric people. I guess maybe that's the best way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, uh, so besides uh, Norway and besides England, where else did you get to see? No, those are the only two. Oh, that's right. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Okay. So then the follow-up question that I would have then is, I guess, just based on your own experiences, what you've heard from people, maybe Runar or his family is giving you recommendations. Where else would you want to go in Europe? I actually have dreams of going to Paris, but I guess everybody in Europe says don't ever go to Paris. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) yeah. But um, Barcelona would be a fun place to go to. Um, Actually, if you... Uh, if you think about it, that's where our family roots trace besides to El Salvador. Yeah. Yeah. And, and mom got to visit uh, Barcelona with their sisters. So that was a cool experience for her. Yeah. Uh, Germany is also on my list as well. Italy is on my list. Uh, Runar's family has been to Greece. Well, not his family, but like his aunt and his cousins, his uncle. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. 
anything else you wanted to share or bring up? I think you pretty much covered everything I wanted to discuss. I mean, it was really cool to get to uh, learn more of your experiences because we hadn't really talked about it before. No, we haven't. Um, I mean, I've already talked about London. Uh, I had a, so my second trip, actually, I actually got to see part of the Aurora lights, which is pretty cool because like, Oh, awesome. Awesome. Uh, where we were in Norway, uh, we were too far south to be able to see them. So when I did see them, it was like, wow. Like I, I didn't think about it at first until Runar and his mom had explained it to me. Uh-huh. For sure. Um, and then we, and I think I told you this when I came home too, because you picked me up from the airport, but I did yeah. see Frozen 2 in Norwegian. And that is definitely an experience that people should do. Like they should watch a movie where the movie originated from like for example coco originated from mexico so you would want to watch it in spanish uh, same thing with frozen you would want to watch it in norwegian it's a different experience and it's really cool too and it's one fun way to learn a new language for sure awesome very cool very cool. i also went sledding for the first time ever that second oh. trip Okay, That's, how was that? <laughs> it was interesting because, like, I know dad isn't a huge outdoors person, nor are we snow people to begin with. So go, going sledding was very interesting. I mean, not a lot of people can say that they had snow go up their nose. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, it, it was definitely fun that particular week. And then my third trip, my third trip is the most interesting one because that one, it, it was during COVID for sure. Oh, okay, so how how is uh, COVID affected being able to travel to Europe? Well, um, during so it don't we <sighs> Runar and I didn't see each other for almost two years, so that's how much COVID has definitely affected our travels to be able to see each other, and it was really hard. Um, I still get PTSD from that one last goodbye before COVID hit, mm-hmm. and um, I finally did get to see him again in October, which was nice because. <laughs> Um, during like a European, ah, sorry, uh, European travels are very expensive. So this last trip that I went on, um, it was actually a steal in my opinion. Normally I would want to fly from LAX, but I actually got to fly from Phoenix for $350. Oh, wow. But normally I spend like 400 to $500 on a ticket. Uh-huh. So that was definitely a steal. There were a lot of things that I had to do before leaving the country, though. Uh, one of them being a negative test for COVID within 24 hours before I left the United States. Uh-huh. Um, that part is easy. You can just go to your local CVS and make an appointment. Make sure you do it two weeks beforehand. Um, you also have to register with the country that you're staying in. For what, what I guess they just want to make sure that where you're going and where you're coming from and where you're staying at. So I had to do that. And then I had to do a passenger locator form for England because I was uh, transiting through there as well. And that was also a lot of work. Um, The funny thing about Norway back then is that they didn't take our paper vaccination card, so I couldn't get out of quarantine. Uh, But England does take our vaccination cards. So if you're interested in traveling outside of the United States, definitely go to England because Norway doesn't exactly accept our vaccination cards. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, again, with COVID going around, it's something that needed to be done. So, and I understood that. So it wasn't that huge of a deal for me. But landing in Norway was very different than 
when I had previously gone the couple the past couple of times. So like not so at passport security, I had to show the officers the my not only my passport, my, my negative COVID test, the consent form that Runar had to fill out before, so that way I could fly to the country and the QR code for when I had to register to Norway. So that because that had to tell them that I was coming into the country. Uh, and once I got through the passport security, um, the airport was really quiet. I was not used to that. <laughs> Um, and it was weird not seeing people get on their flights or just waiting or even seeing people go through passport security with me. Um, once I got my baggage, though, I had to take a COVID test upon arrival and wait 15 minutes before I could go see Runar again. And I could have ended quarantine after three days. But where Runar lives, it was much more complicated than that. And uh, the reason why it was so much more complicated than that was because where he lives, the COVID testing sites are only open from Monday through Thursday. So me arriving Norway, arriving to Norway on Monday, uh, that I meaning that I had to take a COVID test on a Thursday. They were closed Friday, so I couldn't get my COVID test back that day. And then I kind of forgot to call them back on Monday. So that was definitely an adventure. So I ended up having to quarantine the whole 10 days. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Eh, it's okay. It's fine. I mean, I wasn't there to sightsee. I was mainly there to visit with Rudar and his family. Um, now, going back home, I almost didn't come home, actually. Oh, what happened there? So, um, again, with the COVID test, if I didn't want to come back to the United States, I have to take a negative COVID test uh, three to 24 hours before but three days to 24 hours before I had to come back, uh, leave Norway and such. And so the thing that frustrated me was that, again, I had to take my COVID test on a Thursday because I was leaving on a Sunday, which meant I wouldn't be able to get my COVID test back on time before I left. Now, it would have been so much easier for me to just push back my flight until like Tuesday or maybe even Wednesday or Thursday. So that way I could take a COVID test or on a Monday, but I did it. <laughs> I ended up having to go to a major city and pay $300 for a rapid COVID test. And that was the most expensive thing that I had paid for in Norway. Ouch. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. And then um, coming home because it's COVID and such, and a lot of airlines are understaffed and such like that. And seeing how British Airways was super understaffed that day, like the line just to check in was not moving at all. So I didn't get my boarding pass until like 30 minutes before the flight left. So I had to rush it. Okay. Well, I'm glad that you were able to, to make it back safely and everything. So yeah. so what does the, the future hold for your travels to, to Europe? Uh, I was originally planning on going in May for Renard's graduation. And that would have been my first time going to Norway in the summer. But um, right now, I'm going to hold off on traveling to Europe for the time being because Renar is planning on coming to visit in July. And this will be his first time in California. Awesome. Yeah, mom had actually mentioned that to me. So she actually made the suggestion to me that it actually would be a cool experience to actually have Runar on the podcast to talk about his experience in California. If he's interested, I'd love to have him on as a guest when the time comes this summer. Yeah, for sure. 
definitely. Awesome. He's been to Arizona a couple of times, so he can definitely tell you about his experience in Arizona. Very cool. Very cool. Well, Monica, we're almost out of time. Is there anything else you wanted to mention or plug in or? Uh, definitely put Norway on your list for places you want to see outside of the United States. Even if it's cold or if it's warm or in the middle of Halloween, it's a beautiful country and everyone should just go and experience Norway. Awesome. Well, thank you for your time. I'm glad that we got to catch up, uh, hear about your experiences. I'm looking forward to talking to you again in the future. Okay. Yeah. Thanks again for your time, Monica. I appreciate it. Of course. Okay. Okay.